question I've seen thrown around a lot since Tears of the Kingdom released is, are Tears of the Kingdom's dungeons bad? And I've seen some people actively saying yes to that question. I don't think they are at all, and this video is kind of my explanation of why I don't believe that any dungeon in the game is straight up bad. I won't be discussing the final areas of the game on the off chance that you haven't finished all the dungeons yet, and I'll be talking about them all one by one. I'll be using chapters to space out which dungeons I'm actually discussing in any one section, and I'll be using the area of the dungeon instead of the actual name of the dungeons. My overall thoughts will be in the conclusion. Without further ado, I think we should take a trip into the Heber region, and one final time, keep in mind that I will be showing footage of the dungeons that I'm talking about, and we'll be discussing a pretty good amount of stuff for each one, so this is very spoiler heavy, you have been warned. No final boss stuff or anything like that though. I made my way into the Wind Temple first. The game seems to kind of push you in that direction with the pen storyline and the opening to the Dragon's Tear quest, so let's talk about it. I think that the Wind Temple is very nearly the peak of Tears of the Kingdom's dungeon design, though I like one more, just a little bit more. This game is pretty different in terms of overall design than every other Zelda game, as all of you will likely know by now. As an example, instead of the Wind Temple just being the Wind Temple, there's also an entire build-up into the temple, and the build-up to this dungeon is probably the best in the entire game, in my opinion. You find yourself climbing up this dangerous gauntlet of platforming with your new pal Tulin, and if you slip up even once, you'll lose a very good portion of your progress, since you'll have to reload at the nearest shrine. What makes the build-up to this dungeon so satisfying, I think, is that potential and horror of falling, along with the music too, the music's really good. Something adding to that horror as well is the fact that some of the blocks around you can drop if they're even just a little bit loose, and a lot of the time you can recall those blocks, but it can be tough getting back up. Those blocks house their own little challenge. In a way, the build-up to this dungeon reminds me of something like getting over it, or more recently, only up, where one mistake can lead to a lot of hurt, and because a good amount of the jumps are only doable when using Tulin's Gust, a gameplay mechanic that you've never used before, it makes for a really tense climb up to the dungeon. When you finally do make it though, you're greeted by a giant ship. Being slightly more transparent, at first glance, I did not like the look of this dungeon at all. It entirely reminded me of something like Varmeadow. It's flying, it doesn't look huge, and to top that off, when landing, you find out that this dungeon has the Divine Beast design of finding things so that you can overcome the dungeon. I'll discuss my overall thoughts on that design philosophy at the end of the video, but I couldn't have been more wrong about the Wind Temple at first glance. The music is enchanting, and the theme is used perfectly, with wind being used both in and out of the ship, with smaller circles circling the Stormwind Arc. The puzzles were also great, and since this was my first dungeon, I thought there was a pretty good amount of combat too. No mini-boss, which is slightly unfortunate, but I could see the potential of this formula and future puzzles, both in the game and in future Zelda titles, which is great. Tulin's ability made for some really fun traversal puzzles, and if we were going to get more abilities like that, I was completely down at the time. A couple of the puzzles I remember here without replaying it was the icicle puzzle and the dropper quote unquote puzzle, though I don't think the latter really took much brain power and stuck with me more for like its spectacle. I know this isn't comprehensive in the slightest, but I think the Wind Temple was a perfect framework for what a dungeon in Tears of the Kingdom could be. I don't have much to say about Kolgera, the boss, but I think they were a great boss and they felt like a past Zelda boss, for better or kinda for worse. Great spectacle though. Plus, Tulin and the cutscene that followed this actually had me tearing up, so the temple gets points for that. The Wind Temple is fantastic, an 8 out of 10 Zelda dungeon in my eyes. After the Rito section of the game, I made my way over to the next closest phenomenon to the Gorons.
Now, the Fire Temple is probably the most contentious point when it comes to Tears of the Kingdom's dungeons so far online. There are people firmly on two different sides of the fence, and I'm not entirely sure where I sit to be honest. On one hand, in terms of theming, the Fire Temple is probably a contender for one of the best themed dungeons in years. It's set in the lost city of Garondia, a place that I wanted to make a whole video on before even entering the temple. The music is bombastic with a perfect tone, seeing the return of a Goma is also really nice to see, and the boss doesn't disappoint in my opinion. But on the other hand, I think the Fire Temple falls short in a lot of areas. The puzzles are not bad, but a lot of them require almost a no thought. And that wouldn't be such a bad thing, but half of the puzzles are really easy and the other one or two were like almost impossible. This has led to a lot of people cheesing this dungeon, me included, and I don't know if us cheesing at least one of the gongs was at least somewhere in the design philosophy, you would have thought so, or if we're all just dumb, or what. I did most of the minecart puzzles with relative ease, but that one in the locked building really got the better of me and it seems like it got the better of a lot of other people too. But here's the thing, the entire point of the Divine Beast was that they were open to finish puzzles however you liked. You could do it the intended way or some other wacky way of your own, and the Fire Temple is the perfect example of a classic Zelda dungeon and a Divine Beast mixed together in that sense. The traditional side of it showing off a great backstory and excellent theming. The Divine Beast side of it flaunting puzzles that you can do however you want, using traversal or doing it the intended way. Being honest, at the minute this is third place in my list because I can't in good faith say it's bad. It's everything the Divine Beasts tried to be, but just better. There are just a few too many cheesable challenges, but that being said, I think the Fire Temple will be the most replayable dungeon in the entire game for that same reason. In rankings, it'll probably age far better than a few others in the game, even my beloved Wind Temple. But I can't predict that ahead of time. But to answer the question of if it's bad, which, you know, no, I think it's mediocre, not straight up bad personally, although I can understand both the love and the hate for it on both sides. It's a solid 5 out of 10 for me. After the Fire Temple, I went to the complete other side of the spectrum. I ran over to Zora's Domain. Off the bat, this dungeon disappointed me in a lot of ways in comparison to the rest of the game, to the point where I have far less to talk about without planning out my thoughts. The lead up to the dungeon was fairly fun. The ancient waterworks was a great idea, and should have been the full dungeon in my opinion. Hopping across platforms whilst in low gravity is really cool to say the least. It kind of felt like the Hebra climb for the Wind Temple, but with slightly less stakes, so that was amazing. In fact, I dare to say that the lead up to this dungeon was way, way better than the dungeon itself. So let's talk about the stuff that I don't like about the Water Temple. Sidon and theming are probably the centre point for why I don't like this place. The puzzles are pretty good but they're capped off by the fact that Sidon's ability basically isn't useful outside of having some spinny wheels to move stuff. Sidon himself is a cool character, I love him, but his ability is probably the least useful in the entire game, which is pretty tough. The theming of this dungeon doesn't do it for me at all though, this feels like a Divine Beast sort of theme. You're making this a water temple, but it's barely got any water outside of a few pools. It's in the sky, and only a handful of the puzzles are water related. If this dungeon were called the Sky Temple, I'd probably be way more lenient in favour of it, but it just kind of falls flat for me, I don't know. I still hesitate to call it bad, I had fun with it, but in my opinion it's the worst in the game and it's tiny, which is something that I don't think the other dungeons had a problem with at least not on a first playthrough. By other Zelda dungeon standards, I'd suggest it's on par if not a little above the Divine Beasts, and I didn't like them very much at all. For me, they're on the cusp of being bad. 
the boss is fine. It felt like something out of Mario Sunshine instead of Zelda, but it was fun, so I can't really hold anything against it. My biggest problem is that it could be tedious at times though. For me, this dungeon is a 3 out of 10. Time for some video and audio whiplash. Let's go from my least favourite to my favourite dungeon in the entire game for the final temple that we're going to be talking about today. The Lightning Temple is by far the most like a traditional Zelda dungeon in this game in my eyes. It starts up with a more linear section, fighting Gibdos and making your way into an ancient tomb with Riju. While I definitely appreciate this section for feeling like you're making your way into a temple, I can admit that this part of the dungeon won't be replayable at all, which does matter to me quite a lot with Zelda dungeons. I think the good that this section does for the theming of the temple cannot be understated though, so I love it nevertheless. I will admit that naming this the Lightning Temple is a little bit odd considering you don't really use Riju's ability unless you're fighting enemies. By the way, there are a load of enemies in this dungeon, which is one of the reasons why I love it so much. They're not the toughest enemies, but having a few Gibdo run at you every now and then can be nerve-wracking. The main gimmick of this temple are the light puzzles. I'm actually a little surprised they didn't call this the Light Temple or something like that, but considering the links that electricity and lightning have to the Gerudo, it still makes sense, unlike having like a water temple be sat in the sky. The music here is also a standout, not quite as good as the Fire Temple track, but it's still very atmospheric. The puzzles are good. They're not going to blow you away and they're not the hardest puzzles in the world, but they're fun and they usually incorporate some kind of traversal elements too. A lot of these puzzles are pretty cut and dry, so again, it might not make for a replayable dungeon, but that hardly matters when the dungeon's just so good. Without delving into each individual puzzle, I think the light and lightning mechanics are explored to a satisfying degree without overstaying their welcome. Combine that with a great atmosphere and I personally believe you get the best dungeon in the game. So is the dungeon bad? In my eyes, definitely not. The boss, Queen Gibdo, is as tough as a hard overworld boss, but has the same idea as a traditional Zelda final boss in my eyes. Solve a puzzle, hit the enemy. In my opinion, the boss is maybe a little too tedious, but hey, that might just be me. It doesn't detract from the experience as a whole anyway, so the Lightning Temple is not perfect, but it once again shows why desert dungeons tend to be so good in this series. It does not perfect the framework that the Wind Temple drew up for these kinds of dungeons, but it does improve upon it just a little bit. Since I give the Wind Temple an 8, I'd probably give this a 9 out of 10. In conclusion, I think Tears of the Kingdom's dungeons are getting ragged on a little bit too much online by haters, which makes sense, that's Twitter. But I'm a supporter, so maybe I just don't understand their point of view. I wouldn't mind being enlightened in the comments for sure. I, I think a lot of the frustration stems from how each of the dungeons are laid out. The main goal is to use whichever ability you've got in a given dungeon on four or five things that relate to the theme of that dungeon. It's the Divine Beast concept, but again. For some people, these dungeons are bad because of that, mixed in with some of the old dungeon tropes not returning. Things like keys, which by the way is very weird considering they're in a ton of shrines. Uh, along with that though, mini bosses and some other stuff that people wanted in their dungeons. For me personally, the most important thing is good theming. Any amount of combat, fun puzzles and a memorable experience in my dungeons. And I think Tears of the Kingdom absolutely delivers that. So to answer the question in the title, do I personally believe or think that Tears of the Kingdom's temples are bad? Not at all. I think the Wind and Lightning Temple are a couple of my favourites in the series actually, though that'll probably change over time. Whether the dungeons are bad will depend entirely on your taste and whether you liked the idea 
of the Divine Beasts. Please subscribe for more weekly Zelda content and you'll join the 22% of people who are already watching that are already subscribed. Plus like the video if you enjoyed it, it helps me a ton. Thank you all to my amazing Patreon supporters and members with an extra special thank you to the main man Sumji as usual. By the way, patrons are actually getting early access videos on Fridays or Saturdays from now on as long as I can keep it up, so there's an incentive. Thank you so much for all the support guys, I genuinely I cannot express how much I, I, I love you. Thank you all for watching and I'll see you soon. Please stay safe.